welcome to episode season two, episode one Whoa. of Imperial Hearts, also known as episode fifty-three. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Imperial Hearts is a Star Wars podcast hosted by me, Jamie, and me, Dana, uh, in which we talk about all things Star Wars. That's a good way to say it. This week we're going to be talking about the news. Um, our main topic for this week is going to be our speculation for Star Wars Celebration Orlando next week. Yep. Um, in which we're going to count down our top five predictions, each of us. Yeah. So if you're listening to this from the future... Then you'll know if it's true. You'll know if it's true. And that that segment will feel hilariously, adorably out of date. Exactly. We're going to be totally wrong. Yeah. And then we're going to also talk about... Um, the next five episodes of Clone Wars that we watched? Was mm-hmm. it five? Yeah, we watched episodes like four, five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah, I know we said we were going to just do three episodes a week, but these ones all kind of go together. Mm-hmm. So, And then we're also going to talk about the Crimson Corsair and the Treasure of Count Dooku, which is the short story we read this week. Yeah, one of the... Uh sort of our in-between book club episodes because we didn't have a full book so we chose one of the short stories yeah and i loved it yeah so i can't wait to talk about it it was pretty great all right um do you want to start off with some news topics? news there's so much news this week maybe because uh you know celebrations coming up and the um you know the 40th anniversary the official 40th anniversary is coming up so yeah i have a lot of news so um why don't I go first? Why don't you go first? With um, probably the biggest, like, real piece, in my opinion, one of the biggest real pieces of news that came out this week, was the reveal of the Delray Star Wars Operation Blue Milk. Operation Blue Milk. <laughs> <laughs> which was like a, a promo that they'd been teasing for a couple of days, um, which was like I a thought they were going to tease it for a little bit longer than that. Yeah, yeah. They only dragged it out for a day or so uh, to reveal... A 40th anniversary short story collection, 40 years of Star Wars, 40 short stories by all your favorite uh, Star Wars authors, including all the authors who are currently writing novels in the new canon, yep. as well as a whole slate of um, other writers. Was it? I didn't see Claudia Gray on there. She is confirmed. Oh, okay. That's yeah. cool. So yeah, I'm excited for the Christy Golden story, the Claudia Gray story. I'm excited for... The even the Chuck Wendig story. Yeah, I wonder. I'm curious if the Chuck Wendig story will continue one of his interludes. That's what I'm curious. I'm curious about like if all of the recurring authors it'll if it'll have ties to their previous work. Yeah, you know if yeah if Chuck Wendig's will have any of his characters or like if Claudia Gray will like wrap up some pain mm-hmm. and some inner stuff. Like oh, that would be so good. That'd be pretty good. Uh, and yeah, and even um, you should talk about Griffin. Oh yeah, the Griffin McElroy's also got yeah. a story in there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Some of you may know from the Adventure Zone or My Brother, My Brother and Me. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting pick. Like mm-hmm. they just like picked some internet celebrities to write for them too. Yeah, so I don't know who the other authors are. Um, I didn't recognize a lot of them, but I know that some of them are like not Star Wars authors. Some of them are just like cool people yeah, that they cool. they thought would be cool to add in yeah so i'm really excited about that apparently the hardcover is like pretty big i'm so excited a, for a big, a big book thick book yeah and i like short stories i like writing short stories so yeah it's yeah, kind of it's a fun format and um i that was kind of my theory about what it was because oh, okay. as soon as they started teasing uh, the Operation Blue Milk, they had a bunch of authors teasing that they were involved in it some way. Oh, okay. And so that everybody kind of sort of started assuming it was an anthology of some kind. But Makes sense. Yeah, so that was an exciting piece of news. Let's see what I got for news this week. Um, and this is a kind of a big one. Carrie Fisher is going to be in episode nine. I heard that too. And not in CG form. Yeah. it's Which it's, is interesting. It's footage that they already have. From yeah. episode eight, probably stuff that's on the cutting room floor. From I wonder, yesterday. I wonder if they. I'm curious how they're going to incorporate it. Yeah, the article I read about it said that, you know, nobody was sure, just that they had permission to use it, 
and that they're gonna like work it out yeah that's interesting I assume her her role is supposed to be pretty big in episode 8 I've heard that yeah so obviously yeah. it'll be a diminished role in episode 9 of some kind because they only have the footage that they've already shot yeah. but yeah. hopefully they, they just film so much extra stuff that they'll be able to sort of piece together something good for her because yeah I'm really curious what episode 9 is going to be like mm-hmm. um, but apparently they also wrapped up writing the script this week for episode 9? yeah oh wow Oh. I mean, I don't know what that means because I'm sure like scripts get changed as you shoot the movie. Yeah. But I don't know how much that means, but it is interesting, I guess. Yeah. Cool. So, what's your next piece of news? Okay. My next piece of news was that I sort of heard it basically confirmed that there would be a Rebel Season 4 trailer at Celebration. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, I, I mean, I, it makes yeah. sense because there That's was kind of an the Season 3 one. trailer uh, premiered last year, so. That's cool. I'm excited for that. Cool. What's your next? My next one has to do with episode eight and with um, Benicio Del Toro. Ooh, okay. Okay, so makingstarwars.com is like one of the news sources online. They have a lot of inside info. Mm-hmm. And they had a couple of different things about um, episode eight. So there, there's uh, a location that they've said the name of it's called canto bite okay like b-i-g-h-t okay um and that is possibly going to be the name of uh, a city okay so there's there's a set called the canto bite set and there's something called canto bite police Hmm. so people are assuming this is the city we're going to see okay um i can i'll just read the quote for you okay um I can confirm that that those aren't... They're referring to a screenshot of, like, a city-looking thing. Um, I can confirm that those are, in fact, Canto Bite police, and I have reason to believe there was a Canto Bite jail set created for Star Wars The Last Jedi as well. The first time I heard about the guys, they were called jailhouse guards, like, referring Mm -hmm. to the, the, like, whatever soldiers. Right, the police. So it's kind of... There's some speculation that there's going to be... I mean, we've 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 heard of the shots of this city yeah. lo- location, yep. And so there's some speculation now that there's going to be like a jailbreak type nice. scene. Do you think that they will get? Okay, two questions. This that isn't actually there's okay okay. There's more know. later, but I mean okay. we can talk about this first. Yeah. I was going to say, is your prediction because that wasn't to do with Benicio del Toro at all? Nice. <laughs> is your prediction that? some of the characters will get arrested and put in jail and have to break out? Or are they going to be breaking someone out of jail? Like, are they going to be hope, going in to break out? I hope it's the second one. I think that would be cool if they, yeah. had, they had to, like, break someone out of jail. I wonder who, I wonder if it would be, like, That'd a be character a great, we already know. That would be a great opening. Would be a great opening. Yeah. Like. I don't know. Although, we keep hearing that episode seven pick, or episode eight picks up right after right. episode seven leaves off. I kind of hate that. So. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to see how it works, mm-hmm. but I always love it when there's a time skip. Yeah. You know, time skips are amazing, and you're like, oh, we're, like, we're just like the first scene of the movie, we're breaking Poe Dameron out of jail, and it's like, what happened? Well, how yeah, is yeah. You have all these questions yeah. in your head of like, how do we get to this moment? Well, I mean, it could be both. It could be both. Because if you think about it, it's like... It could they could do what what Rogue One does, where the opening scene is like mm. you know ten years before right um, the next one. Yeah. So they could have like you know Ray and Luke, and they could set up what they're gonna do. That's kind of what ahead. I was thinking was that we'll have yeah we'll have that continuation of the Ray Luke scene, and then mm-hmm. and then some time will pass. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, okay. So okay. So the rest of it. So this is to do with, they're talking about, there's some quotes about um, Benicio Del Toro's character. He is either named DJ, like like the letters, okay, or it is his code name used by production. Uh, he, yeah, I hope his name isn't DJ. <laughs> he wears all black. He has a trench coat okay. on okay. with okay. a Han Solo style belt at his waist. Uh, okay, Han Solo style belt. Got to it. hold his blaster. You know, Han Solo's got yeah, like the... Yeah, the the fashion belt yeah um okay his hair is short he's also has a strange cap that doesn't have a bill to it 
He okay. looks slimy and dirty, but the billless cap makes him sort of like a throwback to a different era. He belongs in the criminal underworld by the looks of him. The man is the um the man in black style character we heard about is certainly there, but his style evokes a few things in the design. Hmm. So like more grimy looking. Right. Like underworld kind of thing rather than government spook. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So okay. I don't know about that. This billless cap is like I'm not really sure what and, they're trying to describe. You know, it's it's like a snapback but without the bill. Right. I can't picture that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure what they're describing. Like a skull cap, kind of? Like where it's just... Maybe, yeah. Like... I don't know. Hmm. And they also talk about his ship. Oh. So this is a ship that's associated with the character. I don't know if it's his okay. ship, but it says it's associated with the character. The cockpit has a very nice singular red seat for him to pilot from. <laughs> okay. okay. I don't know. This is very specific. <laughs> In the back of the ship, it has a communal section like the Falcon where a crew would sit and socialize, but instead of dingy white seats and a chessboard, it has a very nice bright curved blue booth with a table. No word on chessboard. Chessboard. Okay. Because that's something that... This seems like somebody snuck onto this set. I know. Like, saw this ship. Yeah, yeah. And it looks a little more like a nice hotel than something Han Solo would live in. Okay. So... I see. Okay, what what if Benicio del Toro is like the Constable Zuvio or the? C2B5? I I was gonna say what what if he's the the guy from the Poe Dameron comic? <gasps> Whoa, that would be cool. I mean, I don't think he's going to be, but that would be fucking cool. That would be cool. I would really like a crossover like that, where they could bring yeah. in a character that was already I could today's. picture him being yeah. that. Like, I mean, that's not exactly how he's drawn, but I, I could picture it. But it would work? It would work. But that guy, yeah, and like, that guy's not grungy in the Poe Dameron comic, but like, what if he's fallen from grace since then? <laughs> maybe. Maybe he'd have raken him out of jail. Oh. Yeah, okay. Anyway, that's a total fanfic, but... Nice. Um, so that was I my... can't even remember what that guy's name is. Oh, Terex. Agent Terex. Agent Terex. Cool. Yeah. Whoa. That's all the news I have. I have one more piece of news. And it's not so much news as a giant conspiracy wall. I'm so excited okay. for this. So you picture... You teased this before yeah, the podcast. Yeah, tease this. So picture one of those walls with, like, a map, and I'm, I'm like, there's strings. And, yeah. like, I haven't slept in, like, three days, except that part. None of that's true. It's just a story I, I heard on the internet. Right, I believe you. Okay, so a couple of months ago, uh, Rosario Dawson got tweeted at that she should... Who, who's Rosario Dawson again? An actress. Um, I've, I've heard of her. Let me look her up. Yeah. While well, you talk. So a couple of months ago, she got tweeted at that she should um, play Ahsoka. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. I did. Like, I kind of did hear about this. Yeah. That like, yeah. whoa, you would be such a good Ahsoka. You should play Ahsoka in a live action movie. Yeah. And okay. she wrote back, like I she tweeted back and she was like, hell yeah. Like Ahsoka, hashtag Ahsoka lives, hashtag like amazing, like totally um, yeah. want this. So um, that was like a whole thing. And uh, over the last like couple of weeks or whatever I guess like she's been um uh like liking tweet a bunch of tweets where people are like talking about it like she's she's really into the idea okay so last week Dave Filoni and like the Star Wars official Twitter started following her on Twitter and she put up like I think she also put up like an Ahsoka fan art as like her um, background or something. Dave Filoni only follows like a small, small handful of people. Yeah. And then right. I think there was something else where like, you know, somebody went radio silent about a thing. Oh, okay. So anyway, the like everybody is saying like, holy shit, like, no, this might be a thing. Like where, you know, now all these Star Wars people, like the official Star Wars people are now in contact with her in some way. There's a connection oh. with her there um, after this whole campaign. So a lot of people think that 
that she was actually tapped to play Ahsoka. I heard that's what I heard was um, I saw someone's post on I didn't know who Rosario Dawson was or like what it was about. But I saw someone saying like Rosario Dawson and Ewan McGregor are going to be like in the Obi-Wan movie. That's going to be the right. the cast of the Obi-Wan movie. Like, But it was like a fan speculation. Yeah. So maybe that's where that came from. Yeah, because like she's... Um, that's cool. Yeah, so that would be really cool. That would be cool. I'd love to see Ahsoka in live action. Yeah, and she would be about the right age if she was like uh, with Obi-Wan now. That's cool. So, I could see that being a really good connection. Yeah. That would be really cool. I'm just trying to see what you might have known her for from. Can I see a You have a picture of her. Yeah. Let me see what she looks yeah. like. I think she could oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah perfect. She could definitely play Ahsoka. Be perfect for Ahsoka. Um, so yeah. she was in Sin City. Um, I think I've seen her before. Yeah. yeah. I definitely recognize her name. Uh, Luke Cage. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know who she is. Um, so anyway, so that was the crazy rumor of the week. Nice. That was a good conspiracy wall. Yeah. I wonder if that's anything's going to come of that. Yeah. It's cool anyway. Is that it for news this week? That's all the news that I have. It's all the news that I have. Do you want to start into our main topic? Yes. All right. Who's going to go first? Okay. I think we both suspect that a lot of our speculations will... Um, they might be the same. Yeah. Because... I don't have any totally out there predictions for Celebration. Let's do our top five in order from most, what we think is most pl- plausible to like, like most out there. Okay. So. All of mine are pretty plausible though. Yeah. I have one that's sort of a bit of a stretch. Okay. You want me to start? Sure. Okay. So I think, let's just say the one that we think we're going to get, which is like, we know we're going to get a Rebels. One, yeah. of, one of mine was Rebels Season 4 trailer. Right. But specifically, it's going to be Rebels Season 4 trailer. Yeah. It's going to follow the same format as the Thrawn trailer, but with a new villain. Okay. I guarantee you there's going to be some kind of a reveal. Okay. Cool. There's got to be. Yeah. Right? There's got to be some kind of a twist on the formula, mm-hmm. I think. Because um, they have to upstage what they did last year. That was amazing. Like, I, I don't even know if they can. I don't know who it would be. Yeah. Um, because we have Thrawn. The, the only way they could upstage that is maybe to bring Ahsoka back. Yeah. Um, Ahsoka could definitely be in the trailer. Or some kind of villain from Legends that we don't know about. Um Vader hasn't been in wasn't could, in season. It could three. be a return of Vader. Yeah, it could be more Vader in like a different context. Maybe we could, maybe we get Doctor Afra, young Doctor Afra. Yeah, well, we could see. Um, It'd be about the right timeline for her. Yeah, we, before the Vader comic, we could see um, some Rogue One characters. We could see Krennic. Oh yeah, right, Krennic maybe. We did see the Death Troopers right at the end of season three. Someone's howling outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to get some kind of a new character mm-hmm. who who's going to, like, a fan favorite character. Maybe Boba Fett, actually. Maybe Boba oh, Fett. Boba Fett would be a good to one. To tie in with the Mandalorians? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be a good one. We have, like, okay, so here's what the trailer's going to be. So okay, okay. It's going to open up with a bunch of, like, you know, everyone's got new haircuts, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Like, Zeb and Callus have, like, matching haircuts and matching right. outfits. Nice. Um, and, uh... And then it like cuts to a like like a, sh- a shifty scene. It's like Tatooine dust, and it's mm-hmm. like you hear Vader's breathing. And then it's like you know he's like, "Bounty hunter, I need you to hunt down a group <laughs> of rebels." And then like you know like, and then it's like you hear like click click, and then it like pans up on Boba Fett. Nice. It's like Boba Fett's gonna hunt down the rebels. Yeah. In this season, or you just hear like um, his voice. Yeah, it's like the, the yeah, yeah, yeah and, then, exactly. and then later in the episode we see the you see the full see Boba, Boba Fett, Fett, but like but we just hear him say like "as you wish," right? <laughs> as you wish, as yeah. you wish, yeah. yeah, perfectly. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that would that would totally work. Yeah, Vader plus Boba Fett. Yeah, plus maybe some of the other bounty hunters. That would be cool. That would be a good like twist on the formula. Yeah, and then like. I think also Rogue One. There's probably going to be some Rogue One characters maybe later on in the season. Mm-hmm. But I think for like you got to have that like 
Yeah. Nice, juicy villain hook for the, like, beginning of the season. Totally. And I really hope that we see, like, so if everybody has new outfits, I want to see Callus's like, rebel outfit. Oh, yeah, Callus. We'll definitely see Callus's yeah. rebel outfit. And I, I think maybe we might also see, hopefully, we'll get to see some Vader Thrawn stuff. <gasps> yeah. Vader, Vader and Thrawn haven't met. Yeah, Vader and Thrawn. Yeah. At each other's throats. Well, because they know each other. And like, but Thrawn doesn't know that Vader is. He does know. That was what the implication was in that preview for his book, right? That he does know. So I think we're gonna. <sighs> I think that it's likely that we're gonna find some stuff out in the Thrawn book that's gonna set some stuff up in Rebel season four. Yeah, it's possible. You have a scene in the trailer where like Vader and Thrawn are facing each other down, and Thrawn's like, "I know who you are." Yeah, Thrawn like calls him Anakin or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be like, pretty good. General Skywalker, whatever. Um, It'd be pretty good. That's my that's that, that's my first prediction. That's a good one. Was that on your list too for the? It wasn't because I pretty much knew it was confirmed. Okay. What's, um, so what's your number my one? My number one most likely prediction is a teaser trailer for the Last Jedi. Okay. Episode 8. I think yeah. like, we're going to get an episode 8 teaser trailer. I think we're going to get... Um, that was my that was my next one, too. Was I think we're going to get um, pretty much the same as the first trailer we got for um, um, episode 7. Oh, like you think it's going to be like a really tiny teaser? Um, what was the first one we got? The very first one was like the Stormtroopers. Um, like it was, oh. it was only like... 20 seconds long or something. I'm thinking of, like, the main trailer then, maybe. Yeah. I think it might be... Yeah, because they don't have to, like, tease Star Wars' return anymore. Yeah, so I'm I think it'll be, like, mostly a full trailer. Yeah, like a the Rogue One, the first Rogue One teaser kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I think we'll get some meaty stuff for, for Episode Eight. Yeah. Because we haven't seen anything come out of... Official come out of uh, Episode Eight Definitely. yet. Except for the yeah. product packaging with Ray's new hair. I think they're going to show off um, at this. We'll probably get like um, the new character looks. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's new costume if they have one. Kylo's new helmet. Yeah. Kylo's face scar. Um, maybe some shots of some of the new characters in their costumes. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, they'll probably show off some of the new robots and aliens. Yeah. You know, like they do. Yeah. And ships and stuff. The one, the ones that won't be in the final film. Yeah, the ones that are they're making to, that Hasbro's making toys of right <laughs> yeah. now, but won't be in the final film. Yeah, all the Zoo, the Zuvios and C two B fives. Yeah, um, that's Benicio del Toro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Benicio del Toro's character. He's going to get cut from the final film. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have spent all this time speculating about who he is, and he's not going to be in the movie. Okay. Yeah. No, that's that's a pretty good prediction. I think we'll definitely get something for episode eight. It's either going to be a teaser or a full-blown trailer i think it's gonna be a full-blown trailer yeah okay what's your next your next one was that one also um yeah your one after that my one after that is i think we're gonna get a han solo sizzle reel okay i'm making fingers at jamie right now sizzle Sizzle, fingers sizzle Sizzle fingers (laughs) that's what this episode's called sizzle fingers um (laughs) So we're going to get a sizzle reel of the Han Solo thing. It's going to be like the Rogue One sizzle reel where it's not going to show... Like, maybe we'll get a teaser trailer for it where it, like, pans down on Indiana Jones' hat and it's, like, before he was Indiana Jones. <laughs> and then... and then but, but Han Solo. Yeah. It's, like, young Indiana Jones, but Han Solo. Right. Um, and then he says something like, you know, like... Don't call me Junior. My name's Han Solo. Right, and, right. And but we named the dog Han Solo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's gonna be that movie. Okay, yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, and uh, and yeah, that's gonna we're gonna get a sizzle. We might get a teaser and then a sizzle reel for Han Solo. Okay. And the sizzle reel, we'll see like some of the filming that's going on because I know they're not that far along. Yeah, with it. they just started filming. Um, so we'll get some sizzles for that. Cool. Um, some like, you know, Chewbacca putting his helmet on or his head on and right. some animatronic droids, people, some, some more C2B5s, some people with some cameras saying how 
They love working on Star Wars. They love working on Star Wars. It's just yeah. like they were a kid again. Right. True. True. All that. All that stuff. Yeah. They're just gonna cut it with Gar- footage of Gareth Edwards being like, "I'm so excited to work on Star Wars." Exactly. Hope, hope nobody notices because nobody <laughs> ever pays attention to the director. Exactly. Nice. Okay. Apparently, the Han Solo movie is co-written by Lawrence Kasdan. Who's that? He's like the screenwriter of, like the co-screenwriter on Empire Strikes Back. And, oh wow, really? And he he wrote on Episode Seven, like and he, Young Indiana Jones. Really? No. But oh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, that's what I heard. That he was co-writing uh, the Han Solo movie with his son. That's really cool. So, yeah, that's kind of cute. Yeah. Um. All right. Okay. So my next plausible, next most plausible one is the announcement for the Obi-Wan standalone movie. That's also mine. Yeah, I think they'll announce... We won't get... We'll just get the announcement. We won't right. get any footage. We won't, yeah. get, it, we won't no. get a teaser. No. We'll get an announcement. And we'll get maybe a few people confirmed as working on it. Right. Like, they might confirm Ewan. I, they'll totally yeah. confirm you. Yeah. Um, either that or I guess they technically haven't confirmed the Boba Fett movie. I don't think we're going to get that. Okay. I feel like the Boba Fett movie is in contentious like because they had assigned a director to it or something and then like he left the project and now it's in flux oh okay is what i heard mm. i mean if they did announce the bofet movie it would be really good it would be a good sync up to his um role in rebels true yeah if they had both if they had both so i think that would be a really good um what do they call it in marketing yeah Really good synced up yeah. synergy, synergy. Right, be some good marketing synergy. Um, yeah, probably something like that. Are you clicking on your app again? No, I'm checking to see oh, okay. Lawrence Kasdan's. Um, uh... I thought you were playing Cookie Clicker. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just checking uh, Lawrence Kasdan's writing credits. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, so, the Obi-Wan standalone movie. I think Obi-Wan is more likely to be confirmed than Boba Fett. That makes sense. And I don't think they'll confirm two movies. Maybe. Yeah. But I think that's less likely. Cool. Okay, so what's your... We're starting, my final we're starting to one. get into the, like, outlandish. This is my last one. I've got three more. Well, that's because we've had all yeah. the same ones. Okay, so you do another one then. Okay. Because I've only got one left. So now we're starting to get into the, like, less likely... Yeah. But still possible. Crazy uh, theories. The new animated show. That was my last no, one. No, <laughs> I keep taking them. Okay, but we, maybe we have different ones, because uh, I wrote down some things that I thought it might be. Oh, so, I didn't write that down. So, But, I'm, I mean, you know what I think it's going to be. Yeah. I'm, I've given my theory already on a previous episode. I want it to be Force Awakens era, pre-Force Awakens. Okay. A new era of cartoons. That makes sense. And Poe and BB-8 are going to be in the teaser. If that's true, mm-hmm. and if it's Force Awakens era, that they might have Poe and BB-8 mm. in the teaser. Okay, be- so let me paint a picture for okay. you. Let me, let me paint okay. a mind picture for you. Um, right. So it's like, um, you know, it's like General Leia and uh, and talking to Poe Dameron and BB-8. Right. And uh, maybe Snap Wexley. And she's like, you know, like, I need I need a young, fresh team of teenagers with attitude. <laughs> and uh, Poe's like, I know, just the ones. And then it like flashes across and it's like these like young, hip resistance fighters. <laughs> and like they're all, you know, like one of them has like colored hair and like one of them's like Ezra. And <laughs> so it's Rebels like 30 years later. Well, it's not Rebels. But well, it's it's the colored one, the one, like the colored hair is Sabine. <laughs> this is Ezra that's what I'm implying yeah yeah, but you know it's like a bunch of like young hip right um one one or two of them are aliens um okay one of them's a droid and uh I mean I guess this is just the Poe Dameron comic right that's probably why we're not actually gonna get this well no because it's like Poe's not the main character okay Poe is like the Zordon (laughs) what well we were going with a Power Rangers metaphor here Oh, were Teen- we? Teenagers with attitude. Okay, you get, okay. That no, was a no, Power Rangers okay, reference. Okay. So, so you know, Poe sends them on right. missions. Okay. But he's not the leader of the team. That makes sense. He's like the one who dispatches them. Okay. So he like makes appearances, but he's not like the main character. But BB-8 comes with them sometimes because he's like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Dog. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. 
but yeah, I think it's like, you know, some young, young recruits. Okay. Am I, okay. I can't, I heard about this thing and I can't remember now if I'm like hallucinating and dreamed it up or if it was a real thing that I saw, which was that there was like a series of books. There was some sort of book that was like a join the resistance. Oh no, no, no. I, I sent that to yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. And it was, it was, it was, that. A, yeah. it was this, like young, hip, edgy resistance fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Like teenagers. And it was all uh, like that was great. This weird like, hey, fellow kids, join the resistance. <laughs> fellow like, kids, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, hey, cool dudes. And like when I was thinking about that just now, I was like, did I hallucinate that? No, I, I sent that to you. Yeah. That's a real book that exists. Yeah. It's called Star Wars: Join the Resistance. Right. Um. Yeah. So it's going to be Star Wars: Join the Resistance, the TV show. Okay. But. Um, yeah, that's what I think. You're. I think that's the most plausible one. Um, like, I think it would be cool if Sabine got her own spinoff, but mm-hmm. I think it's less likely than a new era. I think, yeah, because I think they might just incorporate the Mandalore stuff. In, I agree. In season, now four. that we've seen like what the finale was, where mm-hmm. she actually came back, I think it's more likely that that they'll incorporate it into the show. Yeah, and that would make more sense to have the Boba Fett in that show too. True. Yeah. But, Boba Fett's my biggest theory right now. That's a good one. I like that one. Calling it now. He's a fan favorite. People love Boba Fett. And we haven't seen him for a while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he could be a bit young and sexy in this era. Yeah. Actually, in this cartoon. He'd be kind of uh, not really that young. How old would he be? In Clone Wars, he's like a baby. In the Clone Wars cartoon, he's like a kiddo. He's like a focus age. Yeah, but he was in episode two as like a ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so like he's a like a Soka's age by now. So he's like, you know, thirty-five. He's in his prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So we're gonna get some Boba Fett, and uh, he's nice. gonna be the mall of this season. Nice. Yeah. Don't don't know what his motivations are. Yeah. Vader hires him to track track down those pesky rebels. Yeah. Nice. You're the only. Mandalorian for the job, Boba Fett. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. So, what are your remaining ones? You got all of mine. Yeah, so the last, the second last one I thought they might do, um, which is relevant to my interests, is a video game announcement. Oh, okay. They could have, yeah, like, yeah. B- like, Battlefront's been running for a while. Yeah, I think, I, I think they could they'll announce, have, like, yeah. another big, like, video game property. Like, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Have some, I know, I think EA still has the license, but, you know, some sort of standalone, maybe, um, Star Wars video game. Totally. I think that's really, that makes sense. Uh, and my last one, which was, um, I was reaching at this point because I couldn't think of anything else, which was that some sort of major guest star or character announcement. Totally. Like, yeah. Thrawn in The Last Jedi or something. Like, some sort Starring, of major... Yeah. yeah like, uh, somebody who we didn't expect. George Lucas as Hondo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, some, somebody... Yeah. Another fan yeah. favorite, which could be in any of these things. Like, it could be... Uh, who another... do you... Okay, so, so let's... Who do you want in Star Wars? Like, who do I want? Oh, like, actor-wise? Actor. Oh, man. Who do I want to be in Star Wars? That's a good question. Ron Perlman. Classic? <laughs> But, like, he would totally be that Benicio Del Toro character. I know. That's what I was thinking, and, like, yeah. Benicio Del Toro is also going to do a good job with that. Because it's the same character. The same character. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I, now, I, I can't say Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka because that one is also too much of a gimme. It's a good one, too. Um, Hayden Christensen is probably going to be in it. Yeah, I was I was thinking about putting that because Hayden Christensen is going to Celebration. I think he's going to be in Episode Eight as an Anakin Force Ghost or flashback. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if they'll confirm that at Celebration or what. I but... kind of hope they don't, and it's like a surprise, like the CG Tarkin. Yeah, that was like I'm. I'm, I'm surprised st- they kept that. Under yeah, us. I'm yeah. still impressed that that was a seat that they managed to keep that a secret. Totally. Um... Maybe we'll see some old favorites like Sebulba or Watto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to think about that and get back to you maybe next week because I don't know who my, like, like what, act- what actors. actor 
like I would really like to see in because there's pro- there's a lot there's a lot of good actors but I'd have to think about what like some of my yeah. top would be I mean there's lots I, the Ron Perlman was a joke I don't yeah. need to see any more like you know the same character white guys in Star Wars yeah but um, it would be funny especially if they cast him as an alien yeah that would be cool go Wookiee but Ron Perlman. <laughs> Wookie, but Ron Perlman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or, or they have, like, he's a Deveronian. It's just a, a Hellboy joke. He's a super, yeah, he's a super buff Deveronian yeah. Hellboy joke. Um, yeah, I'd have to think about that because there's a lot. All right. Okay. So, yeah, those are those are our celebration theories. See how close we are. Yeah. I got my money on that Boba Fett one. That is, a, I like that one. I hope I'm right. We were, like, so wrong about so many of the Rogue One predictions. We predicted Thrawn last year. We did, but not on air. We didn't, but we did. Like, a few days beforehand, I was like... We were like, Dave Filoni's been hinting Thrawn's coming back. And then I read Aftermath, and I was like, what if Thrawn is in this book? I was like, I feel like they're bringing Thrawn back. We were both like, what if Thrawn? And we were right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you never know. Um, You either heard it here... Or we never said anything at all. So <laughs> exactly. All right. What do we usually do first? TV show and then book. Uh, yes. All right. Let's talk about episodes four to nine. Eight. Eight? Yeah. Four, five, six, seven, eight. That's five. Yeah. 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 Episodes four to eight of season two of Clone Wars. Hmm. So it's this whole. What was the first episode? Is probably. We have a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I kind of want to give an overview of, like... Everything that happened? Yeah, not just, like, a one-paragraph description of the arc. It's, like, uh, the they f- discover a Separatist plot um, where a Separatist is working with a senator. Yeah. Um, and he's... Building flying. a droid factory yeah. on um, the bug planet. Yeah, on Geonosis. Geonosis. So then they dispatch some clones and some Jedi to Geonosis to invade Geonosis and discover the weapons factory. They do so. They blow it up. But turns out that there's a queen that mind controls dead mm-hmm. dead um, Geonosians with mind worms, mm-hmm. which get onto the clone ship and, ha- and results in an, a clone zombie episode yep. where Ahsoka and... Other, what's her name? Barris. Barris have to fight off clones. Yeah, that's an, so, end of story. Yeah, so it like goes through like it's all part of the same arc, but the first episode has absolutely nothing to do with the last episode. Totally like, it goes through a really interesting. Like each episode progresses the story in a in a new it's way. It's very continuous. Yeah, unlike season one. Yeah, which is cool. So like we have this. We had the first three episodes form like a nice arc. Mm-hmm. Um, you could even include the last episode of season one as part of that arc, the Cad Bane arc. Yeah. And then this one has its own little arc, which like goes across several different settings and mm-hmm. progresses the story. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And it's almost like, so there were five episodes. The first three episodes of that kind of form a little arc. And then the last three episodes form a little arc. I feel... the episode in the middle where they introduce Luminara Unduli and Barris as the middle one. I feel like the first one and the last one are the ones that are least connected. Yeah. You know, like, like the middle ones are all kind of on the planet. Mm -hmm. And the the midpoint of it, they introduce Barris and um, Luminara. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They're all kind of connected. Yeah. It was... uh, was it was both interesting and boring because there was a few boring episodes. There were yeah. there was a lot of war episode. Like there's a lot of like fight scenes and fight boys. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm tapping fish and you're baking cookies and yeah, we were making like, cookies while we were doing this. Yeah, half and, paying attention. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first episode was pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's an Anakin and Padme episode. It's about their marriage. Yeah, and the separatist. Um, sort of spy in the Senate is Padme's ex, basically. <laughs> and the Jedi, like, ask her to go spy on him. Um, and, yeah. And she does, and he's, like, still into it. And she also pretends to be still into it to, like, get on his good side. And pretends go. or is still into it. Yeah, it's... Well, it seemed like she was pretending, but... She, I think she was pretending. She is pretty willing to... 
you know, she's go willing to go in. the distance. Yeah, she is. And then they, for some reason, think it's a good idea to assign Anakin to be the pilot for comedy reasons. Yeah, yeah. so that he can like fume around and, and be upset. But about we it. were both really impressed with him. Yeah, because we assumed that he would murder everyone. Yeah, it seemed like they were, like, in the first half of the episode, and he's like, you can't do this. Like, you're not allowed to go. Yeah. Because you're going to be in danger. Rah, rah, rah. I'm weird and possessive. And she's like, was screw good... you. I'm... <laughs> that was a good Anakin. <laughs> yeah. She's like, screw you. I'm going to go anyway. Yeah. And uh, then, but then, you know, she's, when she's with her ex, Clovis, um, you know, like, She's getting pretty cozy with him, and Anakin, yeah. like, has to sort of see her do it, and it's kind of like, this is fine. And then... he was actually fine with it. You know, like, yeah. I mean, he actually, I mean, he wasn't fine with it, yeah. but, like, I was expecting him to lose his shit. Yeah. But he never did. No, he sort of dealt with it. He dealt with it, and he was like, you know what? You did a good job. Yeah, and you know what? This makes us stronger. We did it. Yeah, like... exactly. He, like, he was, like, jealous or whatever, but mm-hmm. he was also, like... I mean, I could have done without the part at the end where Padme is like, are you okay? I feel bad that, you know, like she felt guilty. Yeah. Even though she was just doing what she was supposed to do. And then Anakin is like, it's okay. I'm, my masculinity is intact. Yeah. Um, I feel like it would have been better if she hadn't apologized for it Mm -hmm. because she, like, she was the one being sent on the mission to do this. Yeah. I don't know. It was a little weird. It was a kind of weird episode. And like, it was a really weird episode. They had, um, like, a lot has been said about Anakin in this show and how sort of possessive he is of He's, Padme. Yeah. And I think all of that is really valid. And I think he is, like, of course, this is a character who eventually becomes the villain. Darth of, Vader. Yeah, he's Darth Vader. So they're obviously setting up some of his more unsavory personality traits. Um, yeah. But I don't think enough of, is said about Padme's unhealthy relationship to Anakin. Yeah, she like, has some moments in this episode. Yeah, like yeah. this is this is somebody who is not a like passive victim in this. Like, no. it it starts off with um, Anakin and Padme. Like, Anakin has a night off, and he goes to Padme's apartment. He gets them some dinner, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have a whole night to ourselves." And then the Jedi Council has been calling him all afternoon. He's been, like, ignoring it. Like, oh, come on. But it doesn't stop. And eventually he gets called in on a mission. And he says he has to go. And she goes, like... She's not... 100% Ice Queen. <laughs> she is pissed. And he's yeah. like, well, I gotta go. Like, it's, it's my, my fucking job. job. And she is mad at him. <laughs> and it is not his fault. And it's like... <laughs> Yikes, dude. Maybe whoever like, was writing this episode was having some yeah, some yeah, wife got, feelings. Yeah. Everybody's gotten some problems in this episode, but um Yeah. She's she, not she's not blameless. She seems in this ex- unhealthy relationship. She seems extremely like um toxic in this episode. Yeah, he was super passive aggressive too, because he's like, Look, I can tell you're still mad about this and she's like, I'm fine, I'm not mad at all. But or you know, what she says like, um, Oh, I see you're busy. You're you're free enough to talk to me now, or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yikes! Like, yeah, she's super passive aggressive in this episode over something that he really has no control over. Yeah, um, you know, he's got a a job that he was drafted into from birth. Yeah, or at, from he was ten, but he was ten. Yeah, and you know, he also has to maintain that they aren't married. Yeah, and that's so. harder for him than it is for her, which yeah. they keep uh, repeating because it's it's him who has um, a harder control over his emotions, so he has a really difficult time with it. So it's just like, that felt really unfair yeah. of her. So yeah, this is not a super healthy relationship, and it's both of their problems. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, I mean... It, yeah, it, it's, it's funny in the context of Star Wars, it's... But uh, it was pretty weird. Yeah, yeah, Clone Wars, man. Sometimes I feel like I could do without Clone Wars. Like, is really weird. Yeah, it is weird. Sometimes, sometimes it's cool to like have all this extra stuff, and then sometimes I'm like, I don't know that I needed this fleshed out with this much depth. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, 
100% convinced that I am going to be bought so bought into Clone Wars one day that... I am too, right? Like, I think it's going to get better. Yeah. But right now, it's not great. Yeah. And I... I the animation is a little limited, and it and the, affects like... the characterizations. <laughs> we talked about this. So, um, two examples. Yeah. Um, Obi-Wan... Obi Wan's mouth yeah. articulation versus uh, Kit Fisto's. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, for those of you who don't know who Kit Fisto is, how do you not know who Kit Fisto is? Seriously. Um, but he's the like you know Nemoidian darling of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so we were saying that Kit Fisto always looks like he's smiling. Yeah, he does. Which gives him a. I mean, I think it's funny if it, he just is in character, but yeah. I don't think it's intentional. And Obi-Wan's never smiling enough. Yeah. Like, Obi-Wan's delivery on his lines are... I feel like they're about the same as they are in the movie. Mm -hmm. But because he's not constantly smirking, Mm -hmm. it doesn't come off as as jovial as he is in the movies. Yeah, like, the the Obi-Wan in the movie is... He's He's, so jolly and, like, he's he's constantly making puns and, and, like... And, uh, yeah, he's so friendly and in this, like, he still makes puns and, like, the same kinds of jokes yeah. all the time. But because his mouth is always so dour, mm-hmm. it seems like he's... Yeah. He's just kind of... He's so much more severe. Yeah, like, it this... gives him a severe edge. Yeah, which is, is a little weird. And I, I really like Kit Fisto's friendly edge. Oh, it's hilarious. Because, like, yeah. Kit Fisto is the best, and Ever, he's, yeah. he's one of my favorite Jedi. Um, and remember how we used to, we used to talk, like, after episode three came out about, like, how you could tell that Kit Fisto was, like... A hot one. Clearly hot. You know, he's an alien, but he's clearly a hot member of his species. Yeah, he's, yeah. um, a Nautilin. Or Nautilin. I call them a Nemoidian. Yeah. He, yeah, a Nautilin. He's a Nautilin. And yeah, like, you can just tell in the way that they designed him. You're like, yeah, that guy's totally good looking. Yeah, uh, and is. you can tell that they did that in the uh, Clone Wars as well. But he, oh, he always looks kind of jolly. And yeah, he's always got this little smile on his face, even when he's trying to be serious. So it seems semi-unintentional. Totally. Um, but yeah, you can see that they have come a long way in the like facial expression articulation in... Between Clone Wars and... You gotta remember, too, that, like, 3D animation for television shows wasn't the default back then. Yeah. Where now it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a lot more limited in what they could do with textures and stuff. Yeah, so they've... they've the technology's progressed a lot uh, to assist with that kind of characterization. There's also that one scene with, like, Padme's dress. Yeah. Where she's, like... they ha- There's some weird stuff going on when... Whenever they have to have like bare flesh mm-hmm. with characters, it sometimes it looks like their clothing is like painted on. I think it is a lot of the time. I think it is a lot of the time. Or just like the way her rib cage was attached to her body was really yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. models are a little weird sometimes. Yeah, they're a little weird but sometimes. It's uh I know like this show is beloved and I know I'm gonna like look back I, at these yeah. episodes and yeah. be like, What was I thinking? Clone Wars is the best. But um, I hear, like, that's what I hear from everyone is that it takes a couple of seasons to get going, but mm-hmm. apparently it's, like, tear-jerking yeah. later on. And I mean, like, I get it. Like, there was, um... At least it better be. We Yeah. We saw some cool stuff, like, Barris and Ahsoka started bonding, and that seemed like a cool friendship, and... Cool ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were pointing out to me that people on the internet shipped them, mm-hmm. and I hadn't... I hadn't picture that previously but like now i'm watching it i'm like yeah i see it yeah (laughs) it's really totally it's really obvious yeah so it's a good one um yeah yeah anything else about those episodes no i don't think so i like the the plot with the like zombie clones i thought that was a pretty classic like trapped on a ship with some some like like alien parasites that can take over your friends totally pretty classic plot yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about Crimson Corsair. Okay. All right, so we're going to talk about... Um, it's part of a anthology, which is called... I think it's called Journey to the Force Awakens Aliens? Yeah, Journey to the Force Awakens 
Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away, Aliens. It's a lot of semicolons. Yeah, it's uh, by Landry D. Walker, and it's called The Crimson Corsair and the Lost Treasure of Count Dooku. And let me tell you, <laughs> especially, we, we are big fans of Sedona Thano, um, especially me. Yeah, you especially. Um, it's, there's It's like a constant war between... Sedona Thano and IG-88 as my my space boyfriend and I think okay. I think this one puts it a little I think Sedona might be winning mm, fair you know so this is I, I guess this is like the only this is the only canonical like yeah like Sedona Thano appears in The Force Awakens in the background and you can see him talk to Finn and he's kind of a part of the story yeah yeah but he's not he's not mentioned by name and they don't like I love do you want do you want to just give a synopsis of the story before we get into sure. this? Yeah. So like it's a short story um where Sidonathano's pirate crew hears word of this um ancient separatist ship which crashes in a desert planet. Of course, a desert planet. Of course it's a desert planet. And the broadcast says that it has some kind of like Count Dooku's treasure on it. Mm-hmm. So Sidonathano and several of this other pirate gangs all are racing to get the treasure before each other. Um, and it goes from there. Um, I would recommend that if you're listening to this podcast right now, you should go pay $3 and read it because it's amazing. <laughs> and I don't want to spoil it for you because there's some kind of interesting spoilers. There are. If so you... we will talk about them on this podcast, but if you don't want to hear them, um, you can stop now. I urge you to go onto Amazon and pay $3 to read this read this story. Yeah, get the Kindle or the Kobo version or something. Exactly. Um, okay, so... You want to do a spoiler alarm? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that was a spoiler horn. So, um, now the kids are in bed. Uh, (laughs) um, Let's talk about how amazing this book is. So, um, I just want to talk first about the depiction of Sidonathana, which I thought was spot on. Yeah, totally. Um, Totally. (laughs) I love how restrained it is. Yeah. Um, Like, he doesn't talk except for in the last line of the book. It's one line. Um, and like he's always making gestures, yeah. And he's so dramatic, and he also just lounges against stuff and looks super <laughs> casual all the time. Which is exactly how I picture yeah. him. He crosses just, his arms and shrugs a lot. Like. He shrugs a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, it's perfect. Um, and I love. Did you picture that Quiggold's voice is the same as Mister Schmee? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically Captain Hook and Mister Smee, right? That's that's the relationship. I couldn't picture Quiggled's voice because all I could think of when I thought of Quiggled is what he looks like, and I was like, I can't picture he's him totally, saying this dialogue. He's totally got that kind of like. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't unsee that parallel. You know, yeah. it's like the like pirate captain and his like, you know, his first mate who actually does all the work. Yeah. Um, um, like. Sidonathano's job is to just look really sexy yeah. and like make the heroic sacrifice at the end. Yeah, totally. Um, and um, Quiggled also appears in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, but you probably don't know what he looks like because he's, again, not mentioned. He's a background character. And the reason. He's a that, giant, like, reptile. Yeah. Reptile the boy. Reason, the reason that I know what he looks like is because I've got 1,500 copies of his card in Star Wars Card Trader. He's in Force um, Awakens. He's. He's there with Finn and yeah, Sidonia. yeah. He like sits there. Um, yeah, so he has a lot of dialogue in this. Book. He does. He's yeah. like the point of view character, the main point of view character. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it it starts off a little slow. I thought the first like, agreed. Yeah, it starts off slow, but was a little slow. But I feel it really picks up near the end. Yeah, and it has some amazing jokes. Yeah, it's got a really funny sense of humor. That was my favorite part about this was that like. It's pretty serious most of the way through, so it catches you off guard when there's a joke. Yeah. Which is what I liked about it. And some of the jokes are kind of meta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, the joke about the weak way pirates. Yeah, okay, so I quote, I have that one quoted. So it's fucking amazing. Because I wanted to read you guys um, a couple of paragraphs from the book, just okay. to give you a sense of the uh, sense of humor, and it's just a tiny... So there's um, 
a Weequay pirate, and a Weequay is a species of It's a Hondo. Alien. It's a Hondo, yeah. So, Hondo is also a Weequay. Uh, who is al- Hondo is also quoted in the opening to the book. No, no, the book of Hondo the is book quote, of Hondo. Im- implying that he's written a book <laughs> about being a pirate. About being Hondo. <laughs> yes. Which is so perfect. This book is amazing. So okay. It incorporates like so many like, Yeah. Yeah. So um this Weequay pirate is like he's Sedona Thanos' nemesis. Yeah. Um or he so thinks he is. He thinks he is. So he finally catches up with him uh in this scene. <laughs> Scorza felt a rage that dwarfed anything he'd ever known before. What? The weak way choked back bile. How can you... How can you not know who I am? He hissed. Sidonathano, the most dangerous pirate ever to sail the lost clusters beyond the outer rim, the most feared fighter of the skirmish of Andratharp Seven, the most notorious thief of his species, simply shrugged apologetically. He had met a lot of weak way pirates. They were kind of everywhere. <laughs> I think that's like that's like a perfect summation of this book is that it's like pretty serious and melodramatic. Yeah. Um, but then like really funny at some I don't know. Yeah. They're kind of everywhere. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's pretty great. So I think like I knew that I knew about the spoiler before I read this book, but it was a cool spoiler to have um or it was a good reveal to have the the hook up to Clone Wars. Yeah. Because they have that scene in Clone Wars. Oh. Yeah, like, this This is a part of the plot of Clone Wars is that that ship gets lost. Okay, so tell the audience what happened. Okay, so they find um, one of the, the... When they get to the ship, they are expecting, like, lightsaber crystals or mm-hmm. jewels or treasure, when what they find is a clone trooper named Kix. Mm-hmm. Or Kix. Quix. Kix. I think and it's Kix. Kix. Yeah. Who's a character in the later seasons of Clone Wars who learns about Order 66 and gets kidnapped by um, the, separatists. The, the separatists because they want to shut him up. Right. Because um, Sidious wants to shut him up. And the ship gets lost. Oh, and this is the ship. That's cool. Yeah, it's a direct hookup to Clone Wars. That's awesome. Because that was... Um, it's a really cool reveal even without Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's really cool. The reveal that the clone trooper knows about Order 66 and he's trying to get back to Anakin and the Jedi Temple to yeah. tell them about it, but that he was intercepted first and now it's 50 years later. It's a cool story. And it's way too late. And, the you know, like, that's a really interesting and very tragic, like, what, like, could have anything changed on that one plot point that one character and so it's a really it's that connection to the main story with also being its own little pirate adventure side story with characters you've never heard of the other thing that I thought of when I was reading this book is that this is exactly what I want the Boba Fett movie to be Uh, yeah so like Boba Fett himself never talks right and like the main, this is this is their chance to introduce a bunch of new characters, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of new bounty hunter characters who we've never heard of. Um, so like the main, we have like a Quiggold who's like the main character, else yeah. not Quiggold, yeah, could be anyone, right? But like you have like Boba Fett's successor is actually the main character, yeah. So they they like use Boba Fett. They're like, look, we're making a Boba Fett movie, but actually he's more of like a mentor figure. Mm-hmm. And then the main character is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Right. Not Tristan Gordon yeah. Levitt. Um but you know what I'm you like yeah. like we have a crew it's just it's just a heist movie. Right. You know, where there are pirates and there there's it's like a heist and there's a twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Um and um and then at the end Boba Fett has one line nice. and that's it. Oh my god, you know what we've never talked about before? When we whenever we've discussed like who do we want to see brought back into like one of the movies? Yeah. Hondo. Fucking Hondo. Hondo. Hondo be pretty old. Yeah, he would be. But like, you could bring him back. You could bring him back in the Boba Fett movie. Rogue Two. <laughs> right. Story of Hondo. Boba Fett movie could the yeah. Boba Fett movie could of have Hondo. Old in it. Hondo. Um. Well, yeah. he wouldn't be old in the Boba Fett movie because that would be like oh, the be, same time yeah, as yeah. Films. No, that's true. Yeah. Young Boba Fett. Yeah, young sexy Hondo. <laughs> well, it wouldn't. I have no idea. Hondo's pretty old in Rebels too. Yeah, I don't know how Weequay age works, but like, because he's he's like 
a mature, ad- well, as mature as Hondo is. Yeah. He's like an adult of his species in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's, he comes across as kind of like an older guy, like. Yeah, he kind of does. Um, yeah. But like live action More Hondo, Hondo. That would be awesome. Yeah, we didn't see any more Hondo in Rebels. So. No, I need more Hondo. Yeah. Um, what else was great about this book? There's, there's, um, I mostly liked the, the, I also liked the format that it was just like, they took one of these background characters and they just like fleshed it out in this little story and it was all self-contained and it was just like, it was like fanfic. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, it didn't lead to anything, but it was just like fun. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then now they have a clone trooper on their crew. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, here's another good little, like, another, well, another scene with Scorza. Um, Scorza's the weak pirate. Yes. Um, the crew exchanged glances. Quibbled shrugged. Who are you exactly? I'm Scorza, the weak shouted. I'm revenge incarnate. I am your complete and total destruction. Okay, said the first mate. <laughs> That's a pretty good voice for Quiggle, too. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like an Eeyore character. <laughs> there's just, like, there's a lot of japes. In there's a lot. It's, it's, it's all japes. Yeah. And sometimes they'll, like, sometimes they'll have a chapter where they introduce a character and the character just dies at the end of the chapter. And the chapter's, like, less than a page long. Yeah, and the chapter's less than a page long. And they're like, and that was the story of the Deveronian, yeah. like, sand prince. Now he's dead. Now he's dead. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like... Whoever wrote this just had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. They were like, write a Star Wars story. It's about these two action figures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who are trying to sell. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you see? I know you bought a copy of the whole anthology. Did, I did, did yeah. Did you I'm see excited. that one of the stories is about Constable Zubio? <laughs> Constable Zubio is featured prominently in the center yeah. of the book. Yeah. I can't wait to read his backstory. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll want to buy his toys after this. Oh, definitely. I mean, if there was a Zuvo Funko Pop, you know I'd be all over that. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. You know what I saw? Um, remember that day I was sending you, like, obscure Star Wars merchandise that I found when I was at the mall? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the Sedona Thano Hot Wheels car? Yes. <laughs> kind of want that. There was a, there's a whole line of Force Awakens Hot Wheels cars where the characters aren't the drivers of the cars. The characters are are the cars. This doesn't surprise me. This is a thing yes. that exists. Yeah. yeah, so the characters, are, the cars are like shaped like the characters. So there's like yeah. a, Th- a Sedona Thano one. And it was like, he looks really cool. That's why they have lots of uh, toys of him, but he doesn't I should, do anything in the movie. I should start a Sedona Thano collection. Yeah. Where I collect all the pieces of media and action figures that feature Sedona Thano. Totally. There's probably not that many. Yeah, you could do it. You got the Hot Wheels car. I already got the Funko Pop. Yep. I think there's a Black Series figure. Oh, cool. That would actually be kind of cool. There's, um, I mean, I know there's regular action figures of him and Quiggled. Nice. I think Quiggled comes with, like, a rocket launcher or something. <laughs> of course. Rocket launcher Quiggled. They always do. Yeah, that it's like Jetpack Hux. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that classic character. And I also have a Poe Dameron that comes with, like, a life support armor. Yeah. Like yeah. he does in the movie. Exactly. Like in real life. Um, yeah, so I would give this book, like, you know, it's not it's not dramatic or groundbreaking. It reads, yeah. like, it reads like a cartoon. Yeah. Um, which is great. Um, and yeah, that was exactly how I pictured Sedona Thano. Yeah, it's got a great tone. It's got a good tone. I, I really liked it. And Sedona Thano, so we... We don't know what he looks like. I I don't think we know what his species is. Um, we do. Um, do. It's on his w- Wikipedia. Okay. He's like it's, he's like a humanoid. Right. He has a um, a voice modulator of some kind. Yeah. A mechanical voice when he does speak. And there's this the scene where uh, Scorza is trying to convince him he's his he, nemesis. He makes a honk. <laughs> he honks at him. He honks. So like. I don't, I don't know what kind of face he has, but it honks. I think it's like a human face, like humanoid. I think okay. he's just like a blue person. Oh. And he's like a chiss. But no. he's not a chiss. No, he's not. I was just fucking okay. looking it up. Okay. We're supposed to stop swearing because you 
took the oh i took off tag. the explicit tag yeah i'm sorry get, get, get in trouble with the get in trouble with the itunes authorities yeah sedona also known as the crimson corsair or the blood buccaneer or the red raider Ooh, you're oh. getting me kind of riled up here and delphidian delphidian yeah okay so let's click on delphidian that's a delphidian don't think about it <laughs> okay yeah okay why is he honk though he has a normal why honk why why does that honk i don't know that's right okay they were humanoid sentient species from the delphidian cluster um finely striated dark gray skin with a leathery texture um interesting you know okay as you do as you do um that's about that's about it right so i see it's he's he's the wikipedia article implies he hides his heritage by wearing a caliche helmet yeah i wonder what they so there's another i wonder where this picture is from yeah, um, this one, well, Pablo Hidalgo confirmed on Twitter that another character who also appeared in Maz Kanata's castle was also a Delphidian. Oh, so this that, guy. That might be that guy. So that's that might be Dirtiel Haza. I bet it is. Cool. Cool stuff. So. Oh, man. If we ever finish the um, Lego Star Wars Force Awakens, we can get his, like, Lego... His Lego backstory? Yeah. I hear there's a level dedicated to him. That's pretty cool. All right. So, pretty great book. It's pretty cute. It took, once once I got into it, it's... Uh, yeah, it, it takes a bit to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to wrap up? We're already at the... Yeah. So, um... What do you, do you want... So, next week we're going to talk about um, celebration for the whole week. Yep. It's um, the whole episode. The whole episode. So we're going to talk about Star Wars Celebration. I think we're going to read the first quarter of Thrawn. Yeah, I I think we'll, either way we'll read it. Um, and we I guess we'll might s- not have time to talk about it. Yeah. But we're going to try to read the first quarter of Thrawn. So mm-hmm. if it's 400 pages, we'll read 100 pages. Yeah. You do the math. Yeah. Um, and mostly we'll talk about celebration and see if our predictions were right. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be all kinds of announcements we didn't anticipate or cool things that people said at panels and stuff. Exactly. So. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Welcome to year two of Imperial Hearts. Wow. It's cool that our anniversary is going to be like on celebration every year. Yeah. And it, it just makes me think about last year's celebration episode and like. Yeah. We we're yeah. losing our minds about Thrawn and. The Rogue One panel. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, it was a good week. Nobody died. Bye-bye. If you'd like to find more stuff about Star Wars from me and Jamie, you can check out our website at imperialhearts.com or follow us on Twitter at imperial underscore hearts. If you'd like to send us comments, questions, or anything else, you can email us at imperialheartspodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, you can leave us a review or rating on iTunes, or support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash imperialhearts. The music used in this podcast is clips from the song Barbarian by Pierre Lowe. This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited, is intended for entertainment purposes only, and all Star Wars people, names, places, and anything else is copyright of Disney and their respective copyright and trademark holders. The ship of the week is Obi-Wan Kenobi and Kid Fisto. Think about it.